the Upsets Podcast. This is Vic. How you guys doing? I know we've been absent for a couple weeks now since that awesome last episode with Lewis and Desiree and Maria. So what's up? Hope everyone's feeling well, doing well, staying busy, productive. Hope you guys are living in peace as much as possible. <clears throat> Hope that doesn't come off as too hokey pokey or uh, uh, cheesy. I really mean this shit. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that stuff, and I, maybe that's because you're too afraid to allow yourself love and to overcome fear. Like I do, sometimes. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing this to have fun, to find happiness in my life. And I'm on this journey with you guys, so I appreciate you being here with me. And it's May now, the weather's finally looking good. Feel good. And I know we're the upsets and there's a lot of shit to be upset about. And if you ain't upset, then you ain't paying attention. But we can't let that external... Or we can't let the internal ego disrupt ourselves. Because the truth is, we all of us are perfect. This world is perfect the way it is. Naturally. Yeah, 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 I get it. None, nothing is going the way you want it. There's so much problems in the, so many problems in the world. The earth is dying. I get all that. That's definitely there. And we're working on it. See, there's, that's that balance we've been talking about. All that may be happening very well. Okay, well, you still have to go to sleep at night. You still have a family to take care of. You still have your health. How are you gonna go take out kick? How are you gonna go out into the world and make a change if you can't even find change within yourself? Hey, I want to say Happy May Day to everyone. I know it's not exactly May 1st. A lot of people think uh, a lot of people don't really know about May Day, I don't think, to be honest. International Labor Day where we celebrate the accomplishments of those from the past who through their leadership, bravery, ideas, and action ultimately led us to things like the eight-hour workday. We now have workers' rights. Children are no longer allowed to work under extreme circumstances. 
as they have once in the past. I'd like to read something I, I wrote. In commemorance of May Day and some of our fallen comrades who put themselves on the line by asking questions and informing people and taking action not just in our homes not behind a computer but actually in the streets doing actual things creating change so this is for them On May 3rd, a person was killed and several injured were injured as police intervened to intimidate strikers and protect strike breakers. Strike breakers is a person who works or is employed in place of others who are on strike, thereby making the strike ineffectual. So a person was killed and several were injured during a union attack at the McCormick Harvesting Machine Company that was part of a national campaign to secure an eight-hour workday. To protest police brutality, anarchist labor leaders called the mass meeting the next day, May 4th, in Haymarket Square. Chicago, Chicago Mayor Carter Harrison, who attended the gathering as an observer, pronounced the protest peaceful. After Harrison and most of the demonstrators departed, a contingent of police arrived and demanded that the crowd disperse. At that point, a bomb was thrown by an individual never positively identified, and police responded with random gunfire, resulting in the death, in the death of eight policemen and injuries to 67 others. Eight anarchists were convicted of murder on the grounds that they had conspired with or aided an unknown assailant. Many of the so-called Chicago Eight, however, were not even present at the May 4th event, and their alleged involvement was never proved. Nevertheless... Four of the eight defendants were hanged on November, November 11, 1887, while another de defendant committed suicide. The Haymarket Riot had a lasting effect on the labor movement in the United States. Everyone say hi to Papa. Papa, say hola. Hola, hola. See, <laughs> see, si, si, Papa. Yeah, this garbage. And there's more details that go involved to that uh, involved in that story. Like, I know back then the Chicago, Chicago's uh, like head policeman. I forget his name. I've read about him, and he was he was an aggressive guy, and he really did not like any anarchist he didn't like people protesting he didn't like the labor movement he was very strict and as a result people defending themselves and 
the police and the people, the workers, clashed many times throughout history. So if you don't know, now you know. But not to get all serious and everything, because this isn't uh, this isn't always supposed to be so fucking serious. We're here to have some fun. But hey, you know, can't be all play. Got to work. Work hard to play hard, baby. So another news: the upsets are still working on our songs. We decided to come out with a demo soon. We're gonna be releasing. Record new recordings of old material, new recordings of new material, new artwork. We're technically a new band with Daniel on bass. So far, so good. The demo hopefully will come out soon. We're recording, mixing, mastering ourselves. And the plan is hopefully uh, in the near future we'll be able to release an EP. We have that studio time with Lubeck Studios. Shout out to them. We'd like to use. So this episode, we got a new interview. Got a couple new segments. And I'm getting... My brain's flowing with, with ideas. My juices are flowing. So... We're gonna be releasing a lot new a lot of new content soon. And I don't know how I'm gonna be doing it. I don't know how I wanna release it. Test things out. See what I, how I feel. We got some cool things coming up. I got a great episode I got a great interview today with Louis from Habitats. Caught one of their last shows at this billiard pit. Uh, this billiard joint uh, it was an interesting place because they were I guess it was closing down so in between sets people were like breaking the walls down breaking furniture so give it up for Louie from Habitats alright cool I think we're good man cool. So I appreciate you sitting down, bro. Just, just talking, just, just, just about music, life, and shit like that. Sure. Um, but I don't know if you remember me. I booked you guys before last summer. Did we play your block party? Yeah, it was a block party, bro. It was a shit show. Do you remember yeah. any of that? Yeah, I remember it was like raining and like we didn't know if it was still going on or not. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a totally. Weird day. It was a fucking <laughs> weird day, dude. And right. oh my god, I could get into that. I actually put that show together for my cousin. He um he lives he lives on that block and shit, and he's asking me to help him. And at the end of it, he fucking disappears. And when it's raining, all the gear was getting wet, and we rented the fucking PA system and everything. And everyone's my gear was out there, the band's gear, and I was like, dude, I need your help, I need your help. And like 
he wasn't really being support so I got fucking kind of pissed but it was cool we made it happen we brought the cars together and put yeah. a tarp yeah, and you guys you guys played man I thought it was I thought it was a good set yeah it was that fun was one of the more uh, interesting sets we played for sure <laughs> yeah it was definitely fucking uh, I think that's the first time we ever played like a block party or anything so really? it, was, it was definitely an experience yeah. I remember it was like really late and it was rainy yeah. Everyone had the me and the drum and the drummer had to go to work oh, early no. in the morning. So we're like, "What's going on?" Like, it's oh, just, shit. It, was, it was stressful. For sure. It was. It was stressful. But it kind of set the mood for you guys because you guys play kind of like uh, mellow, kind of dark music yeah. and shit. So it kind of set the mood. And I mean, just to touch on that, you guys, like, how would you describe your music? Oh man, that's like the question everyone always asks. First of all, what is the name of your band? And what do you do in the band? So I'm, we're in ha I'm in Habitats and I play bass. Right. Um, and I'd say, I don't know, I always say we're like an emo rock band. Emo rock band. Yeah. I, that's a good fit, man. And yeah, it's, it's simple. You know, people have all these like crazy names. Like, I just think it's just like a emo rock band. Emo rock band. And you Not guys... like a screamo or all that weird dance. Right, simple. It's just like a rock band, I don't know. I'm not a genre guy myself, bro. I, it's, if it's punk, it's punk. Yeah. If it's metal, it's metal. You can tell the difference. Some sub-genres, I get like, eh. Right, right. Whatever, I'm not like nerdy like well. that. Yeah. But I, I like it simple, just like that, too. But um, you guys ref you guys own that, like, you you own the emo part of it, dude. And I don't think, like, uh, the emo part of it has a, used to get a bad rep. You know, I think right. people used to think emo, they think of like, oh, Hot Topic dudes, like, queer guys, lame people. This is when I grew up in high school, I used to have to deal with shit like that. Yeah. I was considered an emo guy just because I had tight pants. I was one of the first guys in my school to wear, that were in tight pants, I was a skater and shit like that. And now I see it more in, like, in the, the culture. Mainstream the culture. Yeah, sure. and mainstream is everywhere now. But you guys, I'm amazed at how you guys own it and you guys are playing with some like aggressive hardcore fucking bands that aren't necessarily not emo at all by no means yeah. how do you feel about that how have you been accepted in the scene do you feel um, you know for the most part it's been good uh, i think we get a lot of shows like that because we come from like me like i started with hardcore music and like metal and like uh, Emo music came after for me, okay. uh, at least. Um, and yeah, Fabian, the guitar player, plays in a punk band also, so he's got all the punk people connections. I go to a lot of hardcore shows, so I, I know all those people. They hook me up with shows. Um, so we're definitely uh, well versed. While we all like the emo genre, we still all like different other genres, so it helps. Um, yeah, a lot of times we are the. The awkward band in the show, but uh, people have been great. They support us, and I don't think uh, you know. We, even though we are the oddball in the show, I don't think people are like, "Why are they playing the show?" At the same time, I, think, you know, so I get that. I don't mind it. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I bring it up. So I've just I've seen you guys on so many bills playing with um, really hardcore bands and shit, and I really um, oh, this guy's trying to get in there. Go ahead, dude. My shot. <laughs> We're in the shot. <laughs> Break. It's all good. Good stroke. It's all in the stroke. <laughs> but um, 
No, yeah, like I said, I really have seen you guys fucking making a name for yourselves. And how long? How long have you guys been a band for? Um, so I think the band's been around like almost two years now. Um, I'm not an original member. I think I've been in the band now for like probably a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. Maybe less. I've been over a year, um, and then Eligio, uh, the second guitarist, he just joined like last spring as well. So he's he's been in the band for like a year now too. Okay. Um, so that lineup, I want to say like we've been a band for like a year with the, with the actual lineup that we have now. For sure, it's been like a year. How long have you been playing bass for? Are you oh really? man, I feel it's always weird when someone tells me like. If I'm a musician, because I still don't consider myself a musician, like I literally just picked up the bass, like I want to say like September. I like I was hanging out with Eligio. Yeah. He wanted to write music, and I was like, sure. I have very little music experience, and I was yeah. like, whatever. It's bass. I could just follow what you're doing, and we literally went on Craigslist. We found this guy selling a bass for like 140 bucks, and I was like, fuck it, I. I'll buy it, and then we just started playing in front of his house, like, mm -hmm. and then, uh, so Eric, the singer of this band, they were, they were already a band, like, they started up that summer, and uh, they already had a bass player, or whatever, I went to their shows, and I was like, yo, I like your guys' sound, like, that's the kind of emo music I like, you know, not like, screamo and like, okay. you know, my chemical romance, like, that's not the emo that I got into. What kind of bands are you into? Uh, you so I'm more into like the emo revival or like the older emo stuff, like Sunny Day Real Estate and like... Oh, Sunny Day Real Estate, I love I like I like that kind of emo as opposed to like 2000s emo. Um, there's been like a resurgence of emo bands and I like those a lot, like uh, Tidal Fight and like Turnover. Bands and composure, stuff like that. That kind of emo, I get really down with. You know, it's still emo, but without the makeup and all that yeah. stuff. Like that's what I wasn't drawn to. You know, okay. that's what I feel like you said. Like gives the bad name to yeah, to no, emo. Right. That 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 era of emo. You know, like people. You, yeah, you think of you when when I was in high school. When you think of emo, it would be like dudes wearing mascara, right. crying, cutting themselves. Right. Cut, the slitting wrist was just so ridiculous. Yeah, it'd be like very depressing. And like self-sabotaging type shit, not very positive, but um, the touch back on what you had just said, um, you, um, oh fuck, I just, what, you just said something, I wanted to say, uh, what did you just say? Uh, which part? <laughs> oh fuck, I had a brain fart, edit this part, I'll edit this, um, <laughs> What did you just say? Oh, you guys did. A, um, you're into title fight. Oh yeah. To touch on that, you guys played a show. When was it? I think last summer. You, you guys. Well, we covered title fight. Covered. It was a title Halloween fight. show. A Halloween show. And what were your What was your costume? We were all George Costanza from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. With the Costanza Five. <laughs> um, that was honestly, to yeah. this day, my my favorite show that we played. Really? That was a lot of fun. Um, we had all, I brought up the idea that we should be Seinfeld because we have a lot of George Costanza merch. I noticed, yes. Yeah, and, um, so I told him we should be Seinfeld, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'll be Jerry, you know, and everyone was fighting about who they should be. <laughs> and then I was like, why don't we all be George? And they're like, yeah, that's sick, I'm down with that. <laughs> so I looked up like George Costanza costume and like, 
it came with like the bald cap yeah, and glasses and they're like 20 bucks each. I was like, fuck it, like 20 bucks for the cap and the glasses and we all just wear a flannel or whatever and we're, that's it, we're just yeah. It was dope. It was, it was a lot of fun. We played title fight songs. Um, that was honestly, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, I actually just met the person that booked that show. Her name is Z. You know yeah. Z? She takes uh, photography. She does photography. Does photography yeah. She works at this awesome cafe that I've been going to. I do my work there, and I, I met her. She's like the punk chick there, and uh, she she was listening to some music, some like emo type music, and I was like, hey, have you heard of Habitats? And we started a conversation, and she said she booked you guys. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, everything comes full circle. It's crazy. Small world, <laughs> man. Small we just know world. a lot of people. But um, that's that's badass, dude. That was. You think that was your best, one of your best sets, huh? I wouldn't say it was the best set, one but it was the most fun. Most fun, okay. Most fun, for sure. Like, we did a bunch of interesting things, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Seinfeld, but there's this episode where George has his answering machine and he, it's like a theme song that he does. So we had that as like the audio clip to be the beginning of the show. Uh -huh. or, so we started with that and then we went straight into Numb But I Still Feel It by Title Fight. I just thought that was amazing. Like everyone yeah. seemed to love it. Like there's a video of it on Facebook somewhere. Like I, it was just great. That's sweet, I'll look into that. And uh, speaking about the your, your merch and shit, the reason why I really wanted to talk to you is because I feel like a lot of bassists don't get a lot of love in bands. They don't really, I, I was a bassist in a band called Last Right, and I went there and I learned all the songs. I didn't really get much input, and I always felt, and I, I know a lot of bassists that are like that, you know. But you, I've noticed, you, um, and this whole podcast is around DIY, the whole ethics of DIY. You've found other ways to be a part of the band and you are probably the art director of the band would you say yeah for sure because I've noticed you come out with t-shirt lines you do all the album artwork all the artworks all you right yeah 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 for sure so um, could you want to talk about that how did you get into art and like uh, so I actually went to school for graphic design you went to school where'd you go uh, so I went to UIC UIC um, so yeah um, out of all of us I, I they're not in tune with that at all so I always come up with ideas and I go out and I shoot or I make it and then I run it by them. They think it's badass. Just do it. Um, so I, I love to, to draw or to like take pictures, edit shit. Like I love that shit. So uh, that's probably the most fun part of the band for me. Like I just get to express myself and like right. do shit. And I think it fits the band so it's not like I'm forcing it or anything like right. that. Um, and yeah, they're, they're very like about it. Bounce ideas off each other, and we mm -hmm. go from there. But it's it's great, yeah. I I, I love that part of it for sure. Like, cool. And you just always had a thing about art since you were a kid. Or yeah, something? since a kid, I actually started drawing Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Yeah, and that's where it all really came from. And then throughout the years, I just learned different styles, and then Built got more into art. Yeah taking pictures like I mean I have a lot of friends that are artsy too so we just bounce off each other and just work mm -hmm. with each other so it's fun so did you more into photography or do you like more of the graphic design drawing and um honestly it's like a a mix of all of it I, mix of all of it I have been getting more into photography lately um, I still draw a lot um, so it's it's definitely I feel like it's definitely coming like full circle where I'm like digging myself into like all aspects of like those three, drawing, design, and like, photography. 
Are you still going to school for? No, I already graduated. Graduated. Yeah. Cool. So. Your photography, I noticed a lot of your the album art, at least you, you incorporate a lot of like. Uh, it reminds me of like Frida Kahlo esque, like just the way you you incorporate a lot of like the leaves and stuff into like the vibrant colors and yeah. reminds me of like like at, um, your the EP I think you guys put out. Homegrown was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks like a house you would find in Mexico, or like yeah. San Miguel or something. The colors and everything, just yeah. Did, it's actually that? the the drummer's house. Is uh, it? Yeah, we were one day chilling at his house and we were eating, and then I was like, "Dude, your kitchen's badass. Like, you mind if I take a picture?" And he's like, "Yeah, go for it." Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. You guys are about to play. Oh uh, shit, cool. That was a guitarist. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought it was sick, and then I just took the picture. And not really thinking anything of it, I just take pictures sometimes, and then I was like, "Dude, this would be a cool like cover for the demo." And like, I mocked it up and I showed it to them, and they loved it, and then we just went with it. I love that. It wasn't like so, you, like you just said, you don't force things. It just it's yeah. something. It's just yeah. Sometimes it, it, things are unconscious, but it's also conscious. Like you have to have a balance, I think, when you do art. You can't always yeah. force things. You can't always think about it, though. And sometimes you do. You put in the work, and you realize, wait, this actually might look good. I love that about you, dude. That's awesome. I've, I've seen your artwork. Um, I think it's kind of silly, like the Costanza. Like, yeah. that, that's awesome, though. It's like it's a different style that I haven't seen, man. So I really appreciate you sitting the time, uh, sitting down here with us, and taking sorry, your time dude. with us. Woo. Here, let me just get out of here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> dude, I won't yeah. take up any more of your time. Cool, you want yeah. to tell people where Pleasure. to find the, the band? Any links? Yeah, uh, we're on Facebook, Habitats. Um, I think you just look up Habitats and you'll find it. Uh, Bandcamp as well, Habitats-LV, I believe. Uh, you could look us up on YouTube. Heavy Heart is the name of the album we first did. Uh, and then we just put out a new song called The Mess You Made. Uh, check that out. We should probably have another recording in summer, fall, hopefully. Sweet, man. Well, uh, I would love to play a show with you yeah. guys soon. I'm looking forward to what you guys got next, man. Cool, man. Appreciate Thank you. It. Appreciate it. Peace.
I love talking to people that have just, you can tell, just got some kind of drive within themselves. Like to get things done, produce, and make art, and share it with the world, and have interesting ideas, new perspectives. So I wanted to comment on the story I was telling Louie at Behind the Scenes, one of the shows I booked last summer. There was a... So I wanted to comment on what I was talking to Louie about. I had booked that show last summer for my cousin. He had hit me up asking if I could help him. And I was busy at the time. I was doing stuff for the band, myself. I had my, you know, my daughter and I was working. And uh, I I really was busy. I didn't have like too much extra time to just put together a big show. I had just got done putting together um, an art show at the Out of Space in Berwyn through a big mix fest. So this is right after that. And my cousin had asked me for help and I told him, you know, I would definitely help him. And I, so I gave him a lot of my time and put my, put my name on the line. Literally, I rented the PA system, some speakers, cables. It just so happens to rain that day of the show, and seemed that uh, I was fully responsible for everything myself, and I do take full responsible responsibility for that day, for anything I do. Really, that's you know something I I try to live by, and. That day, I had expected more help. I expected more, I guess. And uh, the truth is, I did get support. Which usually happens. Meaning, things always work out. And I was expecting more help maybe from my cousin, but I ended up getting it from random people, from the people that were at the show. From the bands, from family, other family that were there. People just, I think, could tell that I was um, stressed. Because at the show, I had all the equipment getting rained on and it was wet. So I was very nervous that it was not going to work. So I was literally inside drying the PA system with a blow dryer. Not not ridiculously, but I was you know trying to dry the outside, and I wasn't trying to fry the the circuit or anything. But I was man, that was hundreds of dollars worth of equipment, hundreds on the line with my name on it, and I knew I was gonna have to pay for that if something did go wrong. But it all worked out, man. It was cool. A lot of people that sh- did show up. Did, uh, they were supportive. We ended up. What happened? What ended up happening was. 
we drove a couple cars onto the lawn and we put a tarp on top of both cars so we had a space in between the cars if you could imagine that to set up equipment we set up two trucks you know my cousin's a, a has has a big suburban and someone else's like jeep or some shit and it, it was perfect it was a perfect setup it wasn't my idea i was just trying to come up with ideas trying to get my cousin to help me with a tarp and i ended up taking care of it you know I love up I, I I appreciate opportunities to put things like this together. But um so something I learned from that situation was not really to expect much from anyone really. And I have to take full responsibility for things myself. And that's not to say I can't put trust into people. I do trust people. People, other people should also take responsibility for their actions. But ultimately, if I, you know, if my name's on the line and I agree to do something, then it is, it is up to me. And I can't, you know, can't force people to, to help or to give a fuck or care. They either do or don't. I wish I wouldn't get so stressed out at times, but actually, I uh, I put that stuff on my I I put it onto myself on purpose because I, I like pressure. I I think I perform well under pressure at times, not all the time, but I like having many things to do. I like I have. I like having things to focus on, something to, you know, achieve, and I set goals for myself, and throwing a show is no different, it takes a lot of responsibility, there's a lot of planning that goes involved, if you want to do it right, the way I like to do with things, you know, I, when I book a show, I think of the lineup, and I like to mix things up. I don't like to have a show, a boring show that just is, has a lot of the same kind of music, same kind of people, same thoughts. You know what I mean? I like to bring pieces together that kind of form something new. Like, I. I go out there, I, I like to find bands that I've never heard of, local bands that I might know of, and I like to book shows where artists get together. Like, awesome people to share the, all their awesome ideas with each other. And usually, people walk out having creating new relationships, learning new things. It happens all the time. I mean, I'm, I've... I put together mini shows and there's people out there right now that are friends because of those shows. And they met through just the events that I put together and that I think that's awesome.
not to say that throwing a show, you know, half-ass or not really planning can't work or sometimes it's necessary. But to really get things going, to really have a vision and to plan a mission out to achieve that vision you really have to sit down and plan things out and you have to take responsibility for just what happens shit happens you either accept it or you don't the universe moves on I'm not sure if I'll book any shows this year because I'm so busy focused on many projects I would have loved to have thrown another mix fest at the out of space. Place is badass. If you've never been there, you should check it out. It's an art gallery that has a bar that puts together workshops and shows weekly. It's in Berwyn. Shout out to Aaron. From the out of space. Badass dude. You can tell he's got a big heart. And he has a passion for art. And I love that he's in within the community. That I, sh- that I share with. I'd love to talk to him some again someday. Maybe get him on the podcast. If you're new here, you know you haven't listened to any of the other episodes. You know this podcast is about music. It's about life. We're here to share the art, share ideas. It's a platform for all for all of us to share, learn, create sincerely. So look forward to new material coming out. New podcasts, new interviews, new segments, a lot more content from the upsets. Take care of each other. Love you guys. Keep rocking.